standby passengers, see me at the podium of your city center. Non-Rev Lounge is a travel and aviation podcast. Monique, Laura, and Tyler are three friends that work for a major airline as gate agent, flight attendant, and ramp worker. During this podcast, they will discuss using their flight benefits to travel the world as well as talk about things that happen at work. They have guests on almost every week to share their travels and stories, leaving tips on the best places to travel or things to do. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Non-Rev Lounge. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah, excited we have all three of us here today again. I hope everybody had a good Memorial Day. I had a great Memorial Day on reserve. That's all I'm going to say. Hopefully you had a good one. We're recording this before. Yes. <laughs> we'll I'm then. putting it out in the universe. <laughs> well, and hopefully I made it back for work then because yeah. I'm going up to Salt Lake. So. so this week we have a guest with us. We have Sam. He's currently a ramper here in Phoenix and also a flight instructor. He's Brittany's flight instructor, actually. So we're going to hear a little bit, about, little bit about that and then some of his travels. So welcome to the show, Sam. Thank you. Excited to be here. That's what Brittany had said. You're going to be a great guest. <laughs> and so I said, do you want to wait till you come back from England? And she goes, oh, no, he doesn't need to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to be in a lounge. Yeah, yeah, thank you. She, she said you're very outgoing. I can be sometimes. <laughs> we wanted to have you on last week, but you were flying to Seattle. Yeah, I was moving a plane for like influencer up there. He writes for like a Cessna magazine. And so his aircraft was down. There's a paint shop in Las Cruces, New Mexico. So it was getting painted down there. And then we brought it back here to do some avionics stuff. And then I was taking it back up to Bremerton for him. So Very cool. that flight was awesome. Do you non-rev then from Phoenix to like Las Cruces to get it back? A lot of times there's a plane that needs to go to Las Cruces because uh-huh. there's also an interior shop there. And so I'll go drop one off and bring one back. I would never use non-rev for my oh. business. <laughs> okay. It's a Greyhound. <laughs> greyhound. Um, how many How many air, different aircraft can you fly? I've probably flown like 10 different planes. That's cool. Um, I think that's cool. Yeah, mostly like a lot of the Cessnas, like three or four different archers. And then uh, like I a Mooney. But once you kind of flown basics of general aviation aircraft you can kind of hop in and and figure it out sometimes there's little quirks with certain planes and you just kind of ask around like hey what am i going to be how does this respond different is it slippery in the air but that's kind of one of the cool things about doing ferry flights is i've never seen this plane before and i've got to jump in there and kind of figure out avionics and read it read the poh real quick and then i'm ready to go and a ferry flight for those people who don't know Oh, yeah. Ferry flight is just moving a plane from point A to point B for somebody else. Without like a passenger or cargo. Sometimes yeah. I guess there can be passengers, but the ferry flight is just... Yeah, sometimes I'll take a student with me uh-huh. just because then they're not paying for fuel in the plane and we can get them some hours That's and do generous. some instruction along the way. I That's love working cool. ferry flights. So. You do? Oh, I love... There's no bags. Oh, I know. I- <laughs> just walk yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll work that flight. Yeah. I like flight number 999. Yeah. <laughs> I like working a ferry flight because we goof around on it. Do you get meals too? Like no. if they were they were catered and then they canceled it and they ferry back, you just get well. It. Then we have meals, but but no, but we sit on the we sit on a piece of cardboard or something during takeoff. Yeah, I can't slide imagine. down. I did it not that long ago. You give flight attendants an empty plane. It's like, <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Yeah, it's gonna get out of control. I have a video of me from the begin from the flight deck. All I got all the way down. It was on a three twenty one. I got all the way down to door three, and I was laughing so hard. And my I was sitting in a box airline cup box, and I got all the way down to door three, and it got wedged in there. And I was laughing so hard, I popped out of the box. I just broke the box. <laughs> it's a good video. Sorry, it seems I dangerous. I know. It's, I got yelled at <laughs> by my husband. No, not by the crew. The crew was videotaping me. <laughs> <laughs> So last week we talked about Staff Traveler, the app. I don't know if you use that. Oh, absolutely. If you're not using it, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, trying to not erase. You're you're, you're trying to get stuck places. But this week, I think we want to take it even, maybe not further, but just kind of thinking about it as the flights have been so full and and, uh, our friends were in Atlanta trying to get home and... And I decided if if someone like if anyone we're not going to say who we work for, but if you, you can know who we work for, right? It's not really. If anyone's trying to fly on airline, message me and I can help you get home. If, if you listen to the show, you're kind of like our friends, even though we haven't met all of you. Yeah, and I can help you get home, and I'm hoping maybe we can set up a network within our listeners from the different airlines, and we can find ways to help each other because I think this summer is going to be tough. Oh, it's good. Yeah, I have, and it's funny you mentioned that. Like I have. Staff travelers like my backup, yeah. But I have like my connects at the different airlines. But sometimes they're either working or yeah. they're not getting back to me quick enough. So I hit staff traveler. But yeah, definitely. But if you had someone in like looking to go on a cruise out of Seattle, uh-huh. so if I had someone in Alaska and I could come in and be like, just get me out of Seattle. I know cruise dates are in those ports are yeah. always crazy, but maybe they can get me to Spokane, and I can take our airline home, or I can get me to. Tucson or even like Austin may be crazy, but you know, I can get home from Austin maybe. So if you are flying on our line, then let me know. Just message me. We don't be public, but write us on our, our website or, or our Twitter or email, email email me. Our emails, podcast. It goes right to our phone. So I can, and I want to help us, everyone get home. And, and if you are someone that would be willing to help other people from airline, you can message me. And then if someone comes and says, Hey, I'm trying to get out on, Delta or Alaska or Southwest yeah. and, and I can hook people up to do that privately, but help yeah. people get home. That's nice. You're going to hook people going. up privately. The staff like. travel is a good app. And, but if you're in Seattle, it's hard to be like, give me 200 flights. Ever. It exactly. give me up. Someone can kind of point you in a direction. Yeah. So that would be helpful or, or for any airline going anywhere. So. Cause really Tyler, you are the master of finding it from, finding how to get to a destination in an, in an unusual way. I don't know if it's a master, but I'm, it's something I enjoy doing. Like we had Chris and Shauna and Chris said he likes finding routes for how to get places. And I, I enjoy it. I, I'm, I was thinking even as much time as I said in watching flights, if I just got a part-time job, I wouldn't have to pay for flights. I could take that money and just buy tickets. But because I'm online like so often just like looking at flights. If I took that, t- that makes sense? Yeah. I took that time. But I got you a should job. just work at the pack counter during like weather times. Then there would be no. <laughs> but. No, I I know it's just it's like putting together a puzzle. Like yeah. the I uh, my airline doesn't offer buddy passes anymore. But when I did have buddy passes, or if I'm flying my parents or something, yeah, like when they're on their trip, I'm like in the war room, like <laughs> checking everything, and like if things get <laughs> like a flight fills up, like they'll land with a text like, "Hey, you're not on that flight anymore. Go to this gate." Da 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 da. And like they land and their phone blows up and like, all right, this is what we do. Yeah. Okay. It's it's the Sam. But this, yeah, it, it, that's perfect. And that's what people need sometimes. And sometimes it's need that help from other people. And oh, I, yeah. I like wish this all some, guest passes had 
people helping him like that. That'd be really nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just stand in front of me and go, what do I do now? By the way, well, my looks- airline still does buddy passes, but I just say they don't. Smart. Hard. That's really not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have guest passes anymore. Mm. Well, Tyler found a, a way for my guest pass person to get to Chicago. It was through San Francisco. It was great. Yeah. But yeah. If you can have someone that knows. So. All right. So we're going to go around and do uh, a round of mail canceling nose plugs. Our friend that was trying to get out of Atlanta, she got on, but she sat next to someone that was had terrible BO, mm. but she can't complain because she, she got on and it was like zero seats the entire day. Yeah. And so I started telling everybody a story and I was like, this is a story I want to share because I've never told it before, I don't think. So I was trying to get on a red and we'll all go around and share a quick story of was cool. times that we uh-huh. had smells because Laura has her pee on the 757s, but... Not my own pee. But that's... <laughs> Passenger urine. But that's just like a general, like on every 757, right? That's pretty much every 757. Yeah, I think that's why they retired them. <laughs> yeah. Just At smell. row 25. Yeah. <laughs> but I was on a flight from uh, Vegas to Pittsburgh, a red-eye flight, and I was sitting next to a guy. I had the aisle, so that was nice, but he was chewing tobacco and spitting it into his like a little Coke thing. Which is illegal. I, but I, I'm not going to say anything, but it, was, it smelled so gross to me. Like I was gagging. Oh. And it was the worst smell. And so I just, as I was telling our friend, and I thought, oh, we should go around and share some of those. But I, that was one of my worst flights ever. Being a red eye, already not getting great sleep, and then just that smell of him just like, Whoa. yeah. So that was really rough. So what about you guys? Well, I was thinking about it. I think mine's not necessarily that gross, but my friend and I were doing just a quick day trip over to Hawaii, and we had two seats next to each other. And then the gentleman in the window, as soon as we sat down, he opened a big thing of Panda. And like just that woof like came uh-huh. at us and we were like, oh geez. But then like that's not even the worst part is like he thoroughly enjoyed this panda. Like he was like, mmm. No. Like every oh, bite, noise. Yeah, every bite was like, mmm. We were right next to him, trying not to like giggle, but we were like, this is so weird. Oh, that's weird. But I'd not- just start moaning back. <laughs> no, that would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like your lips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that was So you get your money's worth, sir? you probably spent a good 10 bucks on that yeah that's also the worst though like when you're hungry and somebody packed food that smells good you're like gosh i should have done that too yeah i should have brought something on the plane plate when you're like panda does sound good (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) all right what do you guys you know i don't have anything that sticks out obviously food is more carries a more potent smell in Mm -hmm. different parts of the world so you know sometimes when you're in a different part of the world, flying international, it's, you know, somebody will sit next to you and you're like, I know exactly what you just ate like three days ago. Oh, that's <laughs> disgusting. You know, so, but no, the worst is, I mean, I'm sure I've had the, you know, the guy that sits next to you, it's probably their first time ever on a plane and they just B.O. And you're just like, this can be a great flight. Ugh. Really excited about this. <laughs> sweating. But like when you're non-rev, like. You don't say anything. You don't really have rights. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, so. What's is a gate agent is I see like people boarding sometimes. I'm like, oh, the poor person next to them. You can just like, you know, already you're like, that's going to be a long flight for someone. Yeah. Or like when I'm when I'm like checking out the gate area, I'm like, I I bet I'm sitting next to that person. <laughs> you walk yeah. down, you're like, I, yep. I guarantee that's going to happen. <laughs> Dang it. No, I started uh, when I Zed on uh, Southwest because it's not assigned seats. Yeah. If I know it's a full flight, um, I usually pre-board and I'll get left side of the plane bulkhead window every time. And so then somebody will take that aisle. If I know it's a full flight and that middle seat's going to get filled up, 
I'll recruit. Oh, that's not a bad <laughs> yeah. idea. You, you like, do make eye contact with people. Oh no, I'll straight call them out. Oh, like I was going, uh, I had to go to Chicago and I was Zed from Denver to Chicago. And they're like, this is completely full flight. And skinny dude took the aisle and I'm not small. Like I got shoulders and I'm like, oh, dude, I don't want, because it's always just like somebody with broad shoulders that's yeah. going to take it. Oh, front of the plane. And so I saw this girl that was by herself and she was smaller and I was, I made eye contact with her. I'm like, Hey, you want to sit right here? <laughs> and she's like, what? I'm like, no, I'm married. Like I'm not, I'm not hitting on you. <laughs> this flight's full and you have small shoulders. Do you want to sit here? <laughs> and she was like, I, uh, yeah, I guess I'll be first off the plane. I'm like, cool. You have to put your bag up because we're on the bulkhead. Have a seat. <laughs> glad, glad you're here. <laughs> and the guy next to me was like, that's smart. <laughs> so I, if I'm zetting on Southwest, I recruit yeah. who's sitting next to me. Better than gamble and have me come down and go, yeah. <laughs> well, and I had a guy, I feel bad, but like I had a guy, same situation, front row, bulkhead left. And uh, like it wasn't even going to be a full flight. And this guy is like my size, so you know, two fifty plus. And then he had, I don't know, some kind of skin situation going on. And I feel bad that I was like mad about it after the fact. But like he sat right next to me, and we're both short sleeves. And I was like, like in the moment, I was like, I'm, I'm not taking this flight. I'm getting well, off because you're afraid. We'd... Well, we're gonna. Well, we're you gonna, don't want to get we're yeah. gonna yeah. rub arms. Skin. Yeah, you yeah. know, and. uh and I was like so exhausted. I was planning on sleeping, but you know, I had to concentrate on keeping my arms together. But <laughs> after the fact, I was like, man, poor dude. Like, yeah, I feel bad for being mad about that. But well, when you're there in the situation. It's- yeah. I was just like, oh, it's not a full flight, man. Come on. So <laughs> I should have recruited earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The tip getting going. Hey, skinny, small shoulders. Yeah, yeah. That's I don't mind little kids that like if you hoping they're quiet, but little kids because they don't take much room. They, well, I was kind of joking with somebody. I'm like, should I just ask them if I can borrow their kid? But that's probably weird. I'm like, you want to put your kid here? I have children. It's like first class then. Yeah. 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 Your stinky story. And my stinky story. Did you forget deodorant? What's your story? No, no. It's it. It's not even me. It's a passenger. All these call buttons kind of kind of went off at the same time. Oh no! So I went over there. Yeah, because when they all go off at the same time, it usually means it's a medical. Like okay. someone needs help. So I go running up there, and they're like, everybody's holding their nose. They're like, oh. "What's that smell?" And I, I'm looking over, and there's this man eating kimchi, which is like a Korean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pickled cabbage. Thank you. It smelled horrible. So delicious. Oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I couldn't get past the smell. If you like spicy. Oh, was it spicy? Uh-huh. I told him he had to put a lid on it. <laughs> I said, I'm so sorry. I, I said, a... that's we're in a closed, confined area. I would tell you the same thing if it was like shoes. And I said that. I would tell you the same thing if it was like shoes. But you got to put, put a lid on that. You got to save it for later. I'm so sorry. It was like a one-hour flight, maybe an hour and a half. Oh, jeez. No, yeah. but it'll get you. Yeah. I but... had a college roommate, a random roommate that was from Korea. And my apartment smelled all the time. <laughs> oh, jeez. And like, I don't mind it. Like, I, I like food. But you can bring the ladies home. No, not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> not a chance. So you were relieved that it was just sticky food? Yeah, I was so relieved and it wasn't a medical. All right, Sam, tell us about your aviation career and how you got your job. And um, So I got into aviation 2017. I actually had applied to be a flight attendant for a different airline and I went to the interview and I guess I botched it 
and it turned out to be a blessing because I wouldn't want to work for that airline. Um, and then I was talking like a block party in my brother's neighborhood and I was talking to a lady there and she's like, oh, I, I work for this. I work at the gate for this airline. Like you should apply. And I was like, all right, cool. Cause I just wanted flight benefits. Yeah. And so I applied. Luckily I was in a position where I could like get through the 90 day probation. My other job was really flexible. I guess for people that aren't listening, the reason for that is, is after 90 days, you can trade shifts and kind oh, of customize your schedule. I did not know that. So. Yeah. So your first 90 days, you have to work the shift they assign you. Okay. And if you don't, you're going to get bounced. It's one of the hard parts. Yeah. That's the is- hardest part. If you can get past the first 90 days, you're golden. Well, yeah. they're usually not great shifts either. No, it's like weekend, get off at midnight. Yeah. But so I, I had a flexible summer where I could get that done. And so I started working the ramp and enjoyed it. But I also enjoyed being able to like jump on a plane whenever I wanted and do that. And so I'd been on the ramp for about a year and I was waiting. I had the plane all hooked up, ready to push it back out into the the alley, which is kind of like the staging for planes before they go taxi. And I'm, I've got the headset on because I have to talk with the pilot, you know, let him know, all right, we're ready to go. And he says, we're ready to go. So... Um, but I'm listening to these pilots talk and I'm just listening to them and I'm like, these guys are not like anything special. Like they're not that much smarter than me. They don't sound smarter than me. When he agrees with that. Yeah. They don't, they that. don't sound smarter than me or like as professional as I would be. So I'm going to be a pilot. Like I love the industry because I got into it for flight benefits and then I fell in love with the industry. And so I was like, I'm going to start flying. And And so I started looking into flight training and all that kind of stuff. And I'd run into a friend that I worked with years before and he happened to be looking into flight training. So then I was like, oh, what kind of research have you done? He's like, oh, let's, I'm going to this school because of this and that and this. And initially I started flight training and I didn't think I was going to be able to get a medical. So I put it off for like two more years and then I got my medical and started flying January of 2020. So it's been kind of a, a road to start. But I absolutely love it. You know, I love the industry. It's it's really cool to like meet other people in the industry that get it. That like have geeks. Yeah, and they and they like they understand like aviation's a family. But then there's always those few that are just like in it for themselves. Um, that kind of taint it. But most people are amazing. Like I started when I started non revving always walked on the plane with candy. Like, yeah, you know, I grease the palms of the ticket agents, (laughs) grease the palms of the flight attendants, but it's like, you know, our job is a lot of fun, but like your day can turn bad real quick. But then there's like one little thing that will turn your day right back around. Yeah. You know, and it's, that's what I've seen. Like, that's kind of why I do it. I've, I've walked onto planes and I can just tell like, okay, we're not going to have a good time with this flight attendant. (laughs) And I'll hit her with that bag of candy. And it's like, all of a sudden she's the nicest person in the world. That's interesting. And her day changed. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's how I got into aviation, got through all my training. That was really, that was like going back and getting a master's degree. I didn't realize how intense flight training is and how much information you have to retain and know. And then your practical tests are like, you do not sleep the night before. Wow. You're just like, cause everything rides on it. When you go to interview with an airline, they're going to ask you if you've ever failed a check ride. Oh. And you know, is if you say yes, 
a lot of times they'll ask you, what did you learn and why? And if you have a good answer, it's not really going to hurt you that much, but it's better to be able to say, I've never failed a check ride. I have no incidents on my record yeah. and stuff like that. So my wife was super, super helpful in allowing me to concentrate on flight training. You know, she supported us and uh, so I got really lucky that way. And now I'm building hours to go to the airline and I'm kind of doing it the less conventional way. Most people become a certified flight instructor and get hired by a school with uh, COVID, you know, flight instructor jobs were harder to come by because a lot of the flight schools here in Arizona lost their Chinese contracts. Most oh, of the uh-huh. flight schools in Arizona have mostly kids from Asia that they're training. That's kind of like mm. what covers the main part of the bill. And so that happened. And so I didn't go right into flight instructing. I got kind of hooked up with a broker locally here that had me start moving planes around for them. And that's been really cool because I don't go do the same flying every day like an instructor. I've gotten to land at little airports people don't even know about or never visit, you know, and kind of get to like my big thing is I pick airports by restaurants. Oh, like the on airport restaurant, (laughs) like, uh, like Apple Valley, California, they've got the millionaire hash browns. Oh, so good. So if I ever am taking planes up towards San Francisco, I stop in Apple Valley first, get fuel, hit the (laughs) restaurant and then head the rest of the way up. But so cool stuff like that. And that's what I love about aviation. And then the places it's taken me in the world that people can't even say, or I never would have thought to go, but you know. I had the opportunity to do it. How so. many hours do you have right now? I'm at like 400. Okay. So it's a little slower building. Yeah. Doing ferry flights and stuff, but it's definitely rewarding. Very cool. So I like, I've gotten to fly the Hudson river skyline. Some people never do that in their whole career. So I'm flying between LaGuardia, JFK and Newark oh, and a little cool. Cessna 182 at eye level with these buildings. And like nobody gets, not a lot of people get to do that. I, I saw that cool. in Miracle on the Hudson. No, really? <laughs> yeah. You get to see the skyline. I was like, that was pretty cool. I was like, ooh. Yep. So, so Sully got to do it. Yeah. Yeah, Sully got <laughs> to do it. Was, I don't know if he was enjoying it. At he the was time. not looking out the window. <laughs> yeah, he was just staying cool. But so that's kind of how I got into aviation, and that's why I stayed in and aviation. You, you do some instructing because you're a British. Yeah, instructor. I do some instructing. So, Did yeah, you I instruct- raise your life insurance when you took her on? No, because no. she always claims that she wants to be a dangerous pilot. She wants to fly. Dangerous. Yeah, she wants to fly a firefighter. Yeah, and those guys and girls are like they're made of brass. Those guys and girls are the real heroes out there. They fly fly low and slow, and she's, that's well. She's got cojones, so yeah, yeah. So yeah, she's that got I hope she. I hope she gets there. That's that's the goal. Very cool. But the ultimate goal is to go to the airlines. Right now, the ultimate goal is to go on the airlines. That could change. So the fact that I didn't go straight into instructing to just like rack up 1,500 hours, I've gotten to see the other parts of general aviation that are really cool, like brokering planes, flipping planes. Uh, You know, it's it's cool to help people find a plane that they're going to fly their family around in and like see how excited they are. Because I've done, I've delivered planes. Like I delivered a plane to California that... This guy didn't even know his wife bought. It was his oh. birthday present. And so when I landed, you know, we we bought the plane. We put a whole new interior in it, made it look real nice, like leather emblems in the seats and stuff. And then I took it to California to deliver it. And the wife and her, like, best friend or best friend's husband 
they met me at the airport to put it in a hangar. So like our company is fresh air, fresh aircraft. And so I had, I landed before they got there. So I put like a t-shirt and hat in each seat to kind of like dress it up. Yeah. And then the wife was just like, Oh my gosh, he's going to love this. And I'm (laughs) like, yeah, he is. (laughs) You know? And then I'm like, this is the best plane in the world. You did so good. Oh. And she was just like, Oh, so worth the, hundred and something thousand I just dropped. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's lucky. So I think it's just get, cool stuff like that. I'm going to get a memory card for my camera for my birthday. So it's a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you put a t-shirt on that? I'm going to get 20 gig memory card. Yeah. Take so many pictures. <laughs> have but you, yeah, so have you repoed a, a plane? No, I haven't. I don't know. That's something. Brittany actually sent me a video. There's a dude that like repos big planes. Like he was over in Russia. Wow. Like repoing 10787s. And I was like, that's gnarly. Oh. So I haven't gotten into repo. I don't know if I want to do that. That'd be kind of fun. But like I also don't want to get shot at or something. <laughs> Wait, so is that like pimp my ride, but you do with a with a plane? Kind of. Like we don't we should do that. We should start a show. But yeah, basically <laughs> we'll pimp so, my plane. Yeah. But is that what repo means though? Is that what No, repo should? is repossess. So like if somebody's not making their payments, oh, you know, like I'll go take He'll the plane. He'll sneak in them. there and grab his their plane. Oh, seriously? Yeah, there was oh. a whole show on like the Discovery Channel. Well, there's also the towing one in Florida. Okay, that okay. towing company that goes and repos cars. Yeah, and he gets into he like he went to repo a car and the dude handcuffed him to a fence somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like crazy. You kind of like dog the bounty hunter, but with planes. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. Exactly. it's cool so i'm kind of in the process of adding new family members on my benefits did you just go through that process recently yeah so i like when i got married i i had to bump my friend off and put my wife on did your friend cry like he went he went and got a job with another airline (laughs) (laughs) a regional but then it didn't last very long because he's at a smaller station oh and it just didn't work out and he's he's like own businesses and stuff and he's like i can't I can't handle these I, managers. I just need the benefits. I, I can't handle these managers yeah. that yeah. have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, putting new people on, like, I feel like you need to just have, like, a little class with them. And sometimes it's just easier to do it for them. But, like, you're in the air sometimes and you can't, yeah. you can't book for them and stuff like that. I actually, like, for my parents, I just did, like, a screen recording of how to log in and all that kind of stuff. I think one thing is, yeah, it's just like my wife, it's funny. So my wife wasn't on my benefits, our airline. When I, I got hired like a day before the cutoff for two round trip tickets confirmed. Oh, wow. Um, and so we all had two round trips to anywhere with upgrade list, yeah. right? And uh I think we all remember that. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So me and my wife, our third date was to Paris. Wow. Because my parents lived in Versailles. And so to meet my parents. Oh, yeah. So we got. To meet my parents. I'm yes. going to take you to Paris. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Only in the airline industry or if you're like the child of a millionaire. Yeah. So yeah, we we flew out of LA. So we got lay flat, LA to Miami, then Miami to Paris. And then we got lay flat on the route back. Wow. Nice. But so we, we get on our plane in LA and, you know, after you've flown lay flat, you kind of know how you like your cubicle setup. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, get my cubicle set up, how I like it. 
And I look over and my wife is, well, my girlfriend at the time, she's just like ear to ear staring at me. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And she's like, you can never quit this job. <laughs> and I was like, cool, you're on board with that? Cool, all right. We're like, you can't quit me then. I think non-rev can be frustrating for people that are like family members. They're like, why am I not getting on? Da, da, da. So I think if you like, you've got to get them one of those experiences. Like, <laughs> even if you don't need to go there, like, look, okay, we can get lay flat. We'll just go there and back. Like, give them that experience. And then I think they learn patience that way when it's not going their way. Yeah. For sure. Well, when it's fiance, they already slip in Albuquerque. Yeah. She is so. She's still Overnight. the I guess. She's not either, right? She yeah, R- she's, she's RC. Yeah, right now. Yeah. But that was her like, we're going to Chicago, but we're sleeping in Albuquerque to get there. Yep. <laughs> Albuquerque is the move. Albuquerque is one of the... From Phoenix. One of the trade secrets. Kansas City is a trade secret. Kansas City is a... Uh-huh. I learned that just by working a flight. Yeah. I'm like, where did all these people show up from? You know, yeah, you start to learn these small little airports that you can connect through. Like we've gone to Bakersfield before going to Dallas just so we could get lay flat to Maui. There you go. (laughs) Then to Maui. Yeah. And so that we can round trip on our higher priority. Yeah. That trick too. Yeah. You get four legs. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. I'm like, why did you use two of those? I don't know. Let me teach you something. Yeah, get that good check-in time. I, too, I just yeah. let them let them burn them, so we yep. don't have to compete later. <laughs> yeah, if you want to use them, fine. But yeah, it, it, and it's it's fun to introduce family to non-rev life. Yeah, and but that's another big thing is like when they're first starting out working the war room. I remember my my brother and sister-in-law they used some buddy passes to go visit my parents for Christmas oh. in Paris, and I'm like. All right, dude. Let's. <laughs> oh, we're gonna do this. Good luck. So I think I sent them. I think they went like Charlotte, uh, Chicago, then Paris, because the Charlotte to Paris looked good, and then they landed, and it wasn't good. <laughs> and so they actually in Chicago. I think they had to overnight there, and then in Chicago, they were about to close the door, and my brother and his. Uh, wife were like the only non-revs on the list and i was like oh they'll get on it checked in full they're about to close the door and they went and pulled a guy off because something with his passport wow and his family was like we're getting off too and they got on and so they came and grabbed my brother and sister and they got on and i was like see that's something we need to remember stuff like that happens but my brother was like i'm never doing that again and i'm like you're lost yeah there's times that are tougher and definitely Christmas is a you, tough time. Yeah. And you learn like, I don't, I don't set hard deadlines of where I need to be. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I have a cruise that I have to be at and it doesn't look wide open, I'm buying a ticket. But for the most part, if I have to divert somewhere or do something else, like bring it on. Yeah. I'll go check that place out. So, and I also have hotel oh. benefits, so that makes it. Easier. Oh, you do? Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Is that where your wife works? No, that's where I work. Oh, okay. Wow. Like one day a month. One day every three months. How many jobs you got, Mon? Like four. Oh, my God. He sounds like Brittany. So <laughs> I've, got, I've got... You do sound like Brittany. Yeah, I work for uh, I work for a hotel. I'm the wedding shuttle driver. Oh, that would be fun. But I like... Do you, and you get hotel benefits with that? Yeah, I'm like backup. So I work I literally like once every three months. Yeah. 
Like my W two for twenty twenty was fifteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Mo, go get that job. Yeah. So I do that. Um, I'm dipping my toes into Turo now, um, and then the ramp, and then flight instructor, and then ferry pilot. Oh yeah. Okay. So, Your wife's got it set. <laughs> she makes all the money. <laughs> <laughs> so the ferry pilot, like that's, um, that's like a relationship gig. So. If there's not a client involved, I'm basically, my broker covers expenses and I get the flight hours and I'm not paying for fuel. Oh, okay. But if there's a client involved, then, you know, I'm $300 a day and expenses and stuff like that. And then flight instructing, I have two or three students, you know, Brittany's back and forth across the pond. Yeah. So. But she's your favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) She's the... That's what he's gonna have us cut out later. <laughs> no, she. Uh, no, she's a great student to have. It's yeah. It's a. It's like it's more of like a brother sister uh-huh. situation. Like a lot of banter, and she records all her flights. Which oh, she, she could, does. Yeah. Yeah, she records the audio. So I'm kind of like, I probably should have her sign something that she can't ever release those publicly. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be smart. my career could be on the line. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation with Sam has been so great that we are going to actually cut it in half and have and have the set and have the second half of the conversation next week so make sure you come back next week and and hear about his story about his his amazing trip um thank you for everyone that has listened to our show and has supported us um we had a great 75th show last week and we had a lot of people reach out and and share how they've how many people that actually listened to all 75 so thank you for that and also like we said earlier um, if you want to help us kind of join that network of helping the other people out with your airline, um, write us messages on our Instagram, Twitter, or email, and just kind of say, hey, I'm so-and-so, I work for this airline, and if someone's ever stuck in one of our hubs, you know, let me know, and I can see if I can help it. But we'd appreciate that. But uh, thanks for everyone who joined us. Sam has a great story about his trip to Kyrgyzstan and why he went there to this remote area and the culture that he got to experience firsthand. He met the most amazing people who didn't have much, but they were willing to share what they did have with Sam and his friends. It's an incredible story. You'll have to wait until next week to hear it. It'll be worth it. So tune in next week to hear about Sam's visit. Well, thanks for being on, I guess. And, uh, Absolutely. Thanks yeah, to thank our you. listeners, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. See you. Bye.